In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because the plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because The Plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Plug, People Living Under Grace. I'm Joseph A., and I have as a very special guest and friend to do a quick interview talking about the COVID-19 pandemic, which has been a point of contention yet on everybody's brain um, for the last current year now um, that we've all been kind of quarantined in our own houses. But I have with me Mr. William A. Glover Sr. Um, I had the privilege of meeting him through my pastor, um, last year, and it's crazy because I haven't seen you in a whole year. This <laughs> time frame, yeah. Other than on the phone and pandemic, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Um, so I asked Mr. Glover to come on to just kind of talk about you know his role in the medical field. Um, a lot of people are feeling the angst or the not willingness to get the vaccine because they feel like it's been rushed. Some people. Have, science has said that, you know, we've had this type of scenario in the makings for years and we just had to operation warp speed it. And so others are just not buying it. So um, please, Mr. Glover, please tell us what you do for a living. What's your status as far as, you know, in the medical health field? And um, yeah, talk to us. Awesome. Well, Joseph, thank you for having me. Um, I am uh, uh, maybe a 14 or 15 year um, employee of Yale New Haven Health System. Um, prior to being pl- employed with Yale, um, I worked as an EMT uh, for American Medical Response um, in the New Haven area uh, with Yale. Um, I started in the emergency department um, back in 2007. Um, I worked in the ER for five years as a technician. Um, I, uh, I, I now work, um, at Smilo cancer hospital on a, on an oncology floor, um, as a PCA, which is a patient care technician. Awesome. So you see firsthand, you've seen it all from being a EMT worker to being where you are now at Smilo. Absolutely. I mean, a, a wide variety of pre-existing health conditions to end of life care. Like you've seen it all. So what were your initial thoughts um, about the COVID-19 vaccine and even taking it? I mean, where you are currently working. Um, I, 
I was excited. Um, yeah. I was excited. Like, you know, call me, you know, call me crazy. Like when, <laughs> when, they first, when they first, uh, when they first announced that they had found something, um, that was, you know, 94% effective. Um, I was like, I think I'm going to take it. Um, <laughs> um, I am curious by nature. Um, yeah. I am curious about, uh, what they've created and uh, and what they were able to find to to help save lives, mm-hmm. um, and and I believe the the urgency at which they were able to find something to combat this virus um, was the significant loss of life globally. Yeah, and. Uh, and the in, and in the interest of saving lives, uh, as with every vaccine that we've taken since childhood, it's, it's yeah. the interest of saving lives and in the interest of of people having the best possible health um, um, overall. So I was excited, um, yeah. and the moment they you know the moment they made it available, I made my appointment to get it. So, uh, yeah. So I've, I've been low key and I've, you know, kind of kept us on the, on the hush and hush, but I've kind of low key been looking at, you know, the openings for the different, you know, as time progresses, uh, yeah. cause I work in, I work in the education field. And so I know that our grouping of workers and people are coming up very, very soon. And it's been one of those things where it's just like, okay, I'm looking at the science. I'm like, okay, but I hear what my culture is really saying, or our culture, I should say, right. is really saying. And um, and what my parents are saying is just like, you know, my dad is like, oh, I'm definitely get it because my dad is like 68. My mom is in her 60s. She's like mid 60s. And I said, mom, are you going to get it? She's like, oh, you know, I'll just wait. So I'm like, well, right. I need you to, I need you to get it because I'm trying to really be comfortable around you because right. I don't want you know, it's 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 a crazy situation, right. um, and it brings me to our next question. You know, people of color are definitely disproportionate at a greater rate than white counterparts. Um, what are your thoughts about potentially flattening the curve when it comes to p- people of, of color in our communities? Um, I think a couple of things are important. Like, so obviously, with respect to um, African Americans and our sort of um, mistrust, right, yeah. or distrust of um, the healthcare system. Uh, it, our um, some of our experiences mm-hmm. lend us to uh, be skeptical and and be less trusting um, um, of our counterparts who've participated in the clinical trials. And and so I think um, I think moments like this. Right. Where you have someone who's taken the vaccine, uh, who can talk about, um, you know, why they took it and 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 any side effects. I think that's helpful for our community. I think people to use social media. I posted publicly that I took the vaccine and then I also updated um, any of the side effects that I had. I think those things are helpful because the people in my orbit who know me know that, you know, William Glover's a straight shooter. If he says it's what it is, then this is what it is. If this is his, this has been his experience with it. 
then he's just going to be open and honest about how he experienced it. And I think that that's helpful for the people that are attached to my life, for the people who who would follow a post that I put put up publicly and say, "Okay, well, he took it. Maybe, you know, maybe I will consider taking it. And I think that that, that, you know, social media is definitely a vehicle for us to help, you know, people in our in our sphere, our, our communities see our people are taking it um um and and they're and they're still here and they're and they're still okay right. I, I would make a joke um i made a joke with a buddy of mine and i said if i turn into a pterodactyl after <laughs> i'm coming to bite you first you know what i mean so i'm right. still i'm still here um i'm still alive i'm still well and it's interesting you said that you're a straight shooter because i i can definitely attest to the fact that you since i've met you um last february and I want to say it was February um, at our men's re- our men's uh, service at Fresh Start too. You've been consistent, especially with me. I can't speak for anybody else, but definitely for me, you've been very very consistent. Um, everything that you said has always lined up, and it's actually you know helped me to become a better person and kind of slow down and and do things. You know, just take a take a deep yeah. breath in and out. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So after taking the vaccine, how did you feel? Like that's that's what everybody really wants to know. Like what? Because I saw your social media, so I know how you felt, and I know that you're, uh, you know, you tell the truth. You don't. I I know you. So right. how did you feel? So after I took the, so there were there's there's two shots. Yeah. There's an there's the initial dose, and then a month later there's the second dose. So after the first dose, I felt absolutely nothing. Okay. There was some mild arm discomfort that is similar to the flu vaccine, right? Yeah. Flu shot is going to be a little tender. It's going to be a little soft day or two. You're good. The first yeah. shot was similar to that. Okay. Um, after I got the second shot, the, uh, and they, and they noted that the second shot would be different than the first, yeah. uh, the arm pain was, was notedly, more than okay. than the first shot okay um the uh my overall how i felt uh body wise i went to work mm-hmm. um i went to work and i accidentally discovered um that i had had a mild mild temperature of 90 uh 99.8 which a lot of people would say you know that's on the cusp of not really having it it's it's mild right. Uh, so I had a mild temperature and a slight, slight headache, which okay. are symptoms that they say that you could experience mm-hmm. after the second, um, after the second dose. And after, um, after a day, uh, the arm pain had subsided um, there and, 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 and I didn't even feel that I had a temperature. I was at work. Um, and we're required to check our temperatures working in the hospital. And okay. that's how I discovered. Um, but but other than that, I didn't feel um, anything different. Um, I wasn't nervous. Um, I went into the decision with complete peace. Okay. Um, I went into the I went into it with with complete, complete peace. Um, I believe um, I, I, I've got a measure of confidence in in something that they've people would say rushed 
but that but there was obviously already some measure of technology available for them to find a way to to uh to create this vaccine yeah and then i also have faith and my faith says that right. no evil no evil will befall me and so i took i took um i took the vaccine in complete peace that peace didn't waver before after during um fears of others um you know my my wife uh you know my wife had some very strong uh, that's a good that's a good that's a good thing like i mean yeah. you have you're married so it's like i can only imagine what the conversation yeah was like so tell that story <laughs> so you know my, my my wife uh my wife had a number of thoughts about it she thought it was too soon mm-hmm. uh for for us to take the vaccine because she felt like we don't know enough about it um we don't know how it will affect us. Um, legitimate, legitimate questions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, and she employed, <laughs> she, she mentioned it to, uh, to our children. Uh, and mm-hmm. so they got in on, you know, dad, you're not going to take this vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And um, uh, u- ultimately, um, you know, I, I went ahead and, uh, and got it and I'm, I'm happy with the decision. That's, I mean, it's it's definitely it's something to really consider too, because a lot of people feel like you know, like we talked about earlier, that it is a rushed situation. Shout out to Spider Man, and um, we it's a it's a <laughs> it was a rushed situation. But many of the medical people that I've spoken to have proven data to show that it's not these things are anticipated to happen. Right. You know, from and we learned from trial and error from the first big pandemic that we had. Well, not the first, but the one that is known to date within the last hundred years. Um, so, you know, from that standpoint, it's something that was always, you know, in the back of the minds of scientists. But also, as our former president, Barack Obama, has said that he left the playbook for things to actually be taken care of so they could kind of minimize yeah. outbreaks. And here we are now. Yeah, he did. Um, so, I mean, the Tuskegee experiment, I know that a lot of my family members, you know, I have a lot of older m- members of my family um, who, of course, were not around for the Tuskegee you know, experiment, but they tell the story like they were um, because that was something that was taught about in school and even wow. researching and seeing pictures of, you know, how medical scientists or doctors were shooting up this yeah. In, in, in black people and black men, especially to castrate, it was, it was, it's horrific. So yeah. what can we take away, you know, as black people or, at, or as a person of color, because that, that term person of color, people of color has broadened since the days of just being white and black. Right. What could, could you say to kind of ease that concern and not have that fear of repeating history? Um, so if 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 I'm not mistaken, the the Tuskegee uh, syphilis experiment was conducted over a 40 year period uh, from 1932 uh, to 1972. Uh, and uh, and. If we just look at from a historical p- perspective, a lot has changed yeah. um, since then until now 
right? A whole lot, a whole lot has changed. I think many people would argue that that there is still a whole lot of change that we still need to go socially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the um, I think the environment and uh, and the country that existed where this experiment happened and 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 was allowed to happen for th- for 40 years i would argue does not exist anymore someone someone maybe say i'm a little naive but yeah. i would argue that the conditions that surrounded this experiment to even happen could not happen today yeah. there are as a result of this experiment there are a number of oversight and review uh, uh, boards that now regulate and have oversight of any kind of experiment um, that that involve people. There has to be disclosures. Yeah. Uh, you have to tell people if uh, whatever the side effects are. There has to be uh, uh, informed consent. I have to tell you have to be told if it's possible that you're going to get a placebo, like there, there's a number of things to mitigate what happened in this situation where there was no oversight because there was no oversight that existed uh, right. for the CDC. None of that stuff existed. So I think that, um, the situation that occurred then I don't believe it's possible because even there, there, I think there are a number of boards that have lay people, uh, people not attached to the medical field, not attached to the scientific community, regular people like you and I that mm-hmm. are there to help review and make sure that, that things are happening um, ethically. So, but I get it, right? Like that is, right. that is, that is a point of concern for our for our community and um, and and rightfully so. Rightfully so. We we right. wonder about um, um, our government in some instances who allowed this thing. But I would also. I would also argue that the country is not the same. Right. The, yeah. the country in 1932 mm-hmm. is not the same. As it is in in 2021, there are we have our challenges, right? We yeah. definitely have our challenges, um, but but I think uh, I don't think that uh, I think there's more information available, right? There's mm-hmm. you know I, we can do our own research, we can ask our own questions. We are not dependent on, uh, our, we are not limited to what people say we can verify what they're saying we can we can we can take what they said and hold them accountable if it doesn't mm-hmm. hold up there's so much information available now that it's hard to lie to people and not you know and not get caught you know what That's i'm true. saying if you know obviously what they were what they were telling people back in 1932 had had the internet been available Right. Then then there would have been no experiment whereby <laughs> people weren't actually being treated. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. people would have had information um to verify. 
right. uh, that uh, that what they were being told was was accurate or not. So, but legitimate, legitimate concerns. I get it. It is. They they are. They definitely are legitimate concerns. And it's interesting you say that. You know, it's definitely different. You know, we do have our race issues, and the insurrection that took place does not help. You know, when we see 70 million or so people that voted for Donald Trump and then we have others, you know, not to get into the politics, but it's just the facts. Numbers don't lie. I mean, data can be skewed, but when you look at it for it is pen and paper, numbers really, you know, don't lie. And as you said before, had we had social media back then. Yeah, none of the stuff we even said this uh, like I think it was like season one we were talking about if we were in, when we were in high school if we had social media like we did do now when yeah. we were in high school we'd yeah. be some sitting ducks like we would not I mean talk about character assassination I mean <laughs> the the it, the 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 possibility is endless yeah. it, it, it's definitely endless it's only by his grace and his mercy that we are man I'm I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful that we've uh, come through that season. And when the internet blew up, you know, we were more grounded than we were in the. Right. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So now the, the rising question is there is a variant. I mean, I'm fully aware of the fact that viruses mutate, you know, anywhere you go. I mean, the flu is the common cold is, a, a a form of coronavirus so it's they're constantly mutating which is why we get sick every year because of simple practices which i don't understand what people were doing beforehand if they're not washing their hands if they because I, I, I just don't understand what they're not using the restroom correctly um it just really confuses me because there was no toilet paper yeah i never ran out of toilet paper that was not my testimony thanks be unto god like that was not my testimony but i'm just saying like what to go to the store n- nothing absolutely yeah. nothing yeah so now so now we're a year we're actually more than a year because if you think about it they were testing antibodies of or blood for antibodies in december of 2019 so yeah. we're going on more than a year of this thing being here yeah. um variants mutation south africa uk variant like i mean the list can go on what are you as a as a believer in Christ, as yeah. a son a son of our God, you know we you know our dad. He's God is dope, like he's great. Um, Brian is probably going to kill me for saying you know God is dope because we don't celebrate that particular movement, but we know that God is dope. God is um, dope. <laughs> but what do you say? You know, with this hope, should we still get the variant? I mean, should, God forbid, no, we don't want the variant. Should we still get the vaccine? Is it going to help us with these variants? You know, it's it's just a lot of stuff. It's just, it's a lot. There is the unknown factor of whether the current vaccine, and there are a couple, right? Yeah. You got the, the Pfizer or the Moderna. I think Johnson & Johnson's got theirs coming. There is a question whether the the vaccine will cover the the variant right that so that that's lingering out there what what we do need is we need some measure of protection and immunity Mm. right like right now you know what i'm saying because like like right now like right now Uh, (laughs) because we we the unknown will be unknown until we know Right. right so whether it will, whether they'll have to come out with some sort of booster, 
that comes out later, I I think um, I think right now we should we should take advantage of what's available right now, okay. uh, and because it still remains possible um, that you know I got the Moderna uh, vaccine, it still remains possible that the Moderna they so, there was some uh, commentary that came out that they feel comfortable that the the Moderna will cover the the variant. And if okay. it doesn't, then they'll probably come out with another one. I think the reality is we have to get a flu shot every year because of the variants, be, because of variations of uh, strains right. of flu that come out every year. So it's quite possible that this will be another, you know, something like the flu shot that we will have to get annually uh, mm. because of different strands and in, 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 uh, and different variants. So, um, you know, I, 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 I think people should take advantage of what's the minute it's available to them, make sure that they don't have any allergies or, or anything that would, um, um, you know, advise them against getting it. I think they should get it. I was thinking about the Moderna one too. The, I I was doing the research on both of fi- both Pfizer and Moderna. AstraZeneca is a UK one. Like they've already approved that over there. I'm not for that. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, Moderna was the one that kind of stuck out for me because I kind of understood a little bit more of the messenger RNA and all that other scientific lingo and stuff like that. Um, what do you think? I mean, it's it's very. I mean, the whole thing, like you said before, like it's a variant. You know, flu is a variant of, you know, a variation of something that was before. Right. It's, do you think, and I'm kind of going rogue here, but I, and I think you can kind of follow me with this one. With that being said, do you think that the potency of what is COVID-19 will become like the flu? Whereas, my God, I mean, when we started this podcast back last year, it was about 250,000 people. No, actually, I'm sorry. It was like 180 some people that have passed. Now we're fast forward to 2021. We're at 400. I've lost. I don't even look at CNN right now because I just, the numbers are just grossly, it's irritating. Right. Um, do you feel as like a, as a medical person that works in the field, do you feel like COVID-19 would one day just be less potent, like the flu, but still a serious, like, you know, at, over time it hit us very hard. Right. But as time goes on, right our genetic makeup kind of fights it and it becomes less potent. Does that make sense? It does. Um, I, you know, my, my prayer, uh, Joseph is for us to get back to, for us to be able to get back to some measure of, of normalcy, right? Because obviously life is nothing like we're accustomed to. And that's from home to church, to, to, to all of the environments that we're accustomed to frequent, like you can't even, you know, like you, you can't even hug people, you know, yeah. I mean? like I'm a hugger, you know, you, you can't even hug people uh, without this thing. So I'm hoping, I am hoping that people take advantage of the vaccine yeah. and, and I'm hoping that, that over time uh, they will strengthen and perfect whether it's future doses that will strengthen us and, and sort of fortify our immune system against whatever uh, strands or variants in that, uh, like the flu, 
um, it's, you know, with, with a vaccine, um, you know, we're not, prayerfully, we're not seeing the numbers that we're seeing now. Um, yeah. With, with, you know, over 400,000 people no longer here. Yeah. Um, and so, and, 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 and I'm looking at that. So we look at that, right? We say, look at the number of people who've been infected. Right. Look at the number of people who've died. I know mm-hmm. people personally who've been infected with COVID-19. And so yeah. it's not something that that's not touched people that I know and love. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like how much, how much, you know, how much longer do we wait? Right. How much longer do we, we wait and, and the numbers keep going up and it's like, you know, you, you know, one minute you're fine. Yeah. Some people are, you know what I mean? Some people don't show any symptoms. They're asymptomatic. Yeah. That's so scary. Like they're walking around with a, with the thing over their head saying, I got the, you know, the Rona. Rona. So there's, you know, some people, some people might get the, the cough and the, and the fever and the, and the respiratory stuff. And then some people might be walking around like it ain't nothing. So there's just no way to tell. Yeah. Right? So we don't know who's safe to be around. We also can't, you know, live in this bubble forever. Right. Because it's old and annoying. It's exhausting. It's <laughs> it exhausting. is. So, um, so, you know, I'm hoping um, that with more podcasts like this and, and social media that, that people will, hear people that look like them say, yeah. Oh, okay, well, they gave it a shot and um and they had zero side effects other than other than what's normal, right? Other yeah. than what they what they I've you know I've experienced nothing outside of uh what they what they said I would uh experience and it was very, very mild. That's good to know. And I'm I'm hoping that our listeners, our viewers you know, our followers on social media will take into account that, you know, this is not a flyby, you know, situation. Like this is something that's very prevalent and present in all of our communities globally and abroad, you know, so it's, it's something hopefully that, you know, this, this information will help kind of ease the minds of, you know, of the regular person to say, you know what, now I understand, you know, you know, cause we're not superheroes here. We're not super important we are just children of God trying to make it pilgrims passing through <laughs> this journey. <laughs> who, want, who wants to get back to, you know, right. living our lives and uh and hugging people and having people over and uh uh without without any fear. You know, I got little people running around here. So I wanna I gotta make sure that they're okay. Uh so right. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you, William. I appreciate you coming on the plug, doing this insert of an interview with me for this particular topic. It's definitely appreciated. And I'm Godspeed on, you know, everything that you're doing and, you know, just be well out there. It's, 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 it's nothing like how it was because everything was super scary because we didn't know what this thing was. Right. It was like, it was like the movie, uh, what's it called? The Birds. No, not the birds. What was it? Um, what was the Netflix one? Like that, something like Bird that. Box. Was it Bird Box? Something, something, something like that. 
people will know what we're talking about. Right. So it was like one of those things was like, I don't see this thing. I don't know what's right. going on. What is, is happening? It, right. Is it in the air? Is it outside? Right. People riding around with masks in their own car. <laughs> like, listen, it's not in the car with you. You can take your mask off. It's crazy. It's crazy. People coming to the door, like opening for packages. They got like the the big the what's those the the dishwashing um gloves that go all the way up to here. Like, what is you doing, niece? Like, what is you doing? <laughs> like, why are you doing when that? First, you know, when it first came out, there were obviously all kinds of pictures on so people wrapped themselves in bags and plastic wraps and and yeah. It's I've, crazy. We gotta get back to life. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Before I let you go, I, I'm reminded, and the Holy Spirit just dropped this in my memory. You know, we go through this whole process of it, right? COVID is like our current present thing. But I remember, as you you said something just now, it's like people were wrapping themselves up in like saran wrap. I was thinking of Christ, how he was, you know, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, right? You know, the very essence of God in flesh. And even back then, 2,000 plus odd years ago, God still knew that this time was coming. Right. And he put things in place in us to make sure that we're able to function and be okay in this moment. And I believe that even in that, he's going to see us through this because, you know, he he is going to see us through this. We know that life will become somewhat back to normal in some way, shape or form. I have faith in that as well. But it just reminds me that, Nothing takes him by surprise. He's right. still in control. Even when it feels out of control, he's still that much in control. So scripture says he will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind fixed on him. And uh and I think that that's a, that is a strategy and a weapon for believers, even during a pandemic, uh, that Jesus Christ is still on the throne. Yeah. Uh and uh, and we cannot give ourselves uh, to to fear or anxiety. Um, we have to uh, remain fixated on Him. Uh, yeah. and that has been the place where my peace has not wavered during this entire time. Everyone. Thank you so much, sir. You're listening to the plug. People living under grace. Check us out on all so- social media platforms. You can reach us at the plug we are us at gmail.com all social media platforms the plug we are us all right we are out thank you so much sir i appreciate you anytime brother you're welcome